I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to Higher Love, the podcast that poses the question, what if we quit falling in love and instead chose to rise in love? I'm your host, Jordana Levine, and this is a podcast series about love, yes, but a huge piece of the love puzzle is dating. And I'm not sure if you've noticed, but we've spent most of 2020 knee-deep in a pandemic, making dating a little trickier than we'd anticipated. If finding love feels further away than ever, and you're slipping in and out of, oh, I'm fine, and am I going to be single forever? Settle in, get your pen and notebook ready, because this podcast series is going to guide you into finding not just any love, but a higher love, pandemic and all. Welcome to the fourth episode of Higher Love. Can you believe it? Four episodes deep. How are you feeling? Hopefully you've been getting familiar with your personal vibration and have started to unpack some of the stories that you inherited from your parents or Matthew McConaughey and Kate Hudson movies. If you have no idea what I'm talking about and you've just joined me at episode four, I suggest you go and start listening all the way back at episode one. This is a 10-part podcast series, and through each episode, we will be building on the teachings of the previous episode, so your effort will be absolutely worth it, I promise. In last week's episode, we decided it was high time that love got a rebrand. We stripped love back and got to the pure essence of love. We looked at the things that could possibly be messing up our love vibration, including our propensity to feel like a dramatic fall into love is what we should all be striving for. We looked at the language we used to describe love, crazy love, desperately in love, madly in love, and how your experiences of complicated love and your unrealistic expectations of love at first sight have been likely crafting a love story for yourself that's impossible to live up to. We then unpacked the impact of your parents on your love story and how Hollywood, Disney and Julia Roberts might just be responsible for shaping the way your love story plays out. In this week's episode, we continue on with love vibrations and the final piece of the puzzle that crafts your love story is, of course, your past relationships. And a side effect of that, heartbreak. We can hardly dissect the love stories we tell ourselves without considering that our past relationship history weighs heavily on how we view and expect love moving forward. The little bit of feeling like I'm not enough feels like it was in every relationship and it's just grown and grown and grown until it's really evolved now to be something that holds me back, stops me from being me or makes me start questioning things. I definitely still feel affected by my past relationships. I'm definitely a little bit trigger shy, I think, about being emotionally vulnerable to someone because the people I have dated, some of them just really haven't taken care of my heart. I have this tendency with relationships where I'll kind of look at the top three things that I've learned because that's just 
the fucked up way that my brain works. And then I'll close the book on the chapter and then I'll park that textbook and then get on to the next thing to learn. So I don't feel like I'm, I think everyone carries baggage, but if you're carrying learnings with that baggage, then, then you're in a good spot. So yes, Beck is onto something here. We'll give her an A for effort. The more lessons we can take away from a relationship, the less baggage we're likely to arrive to the next one with. With each new partner, I often wonder how the relationship would play out if we were each other's only experience of love. What if neither of us had past wounds, trauma, broken hearts or triggers? Would the relationship stand a greater chance if we weren't both rocking excess baggage? Imagine if all we were allowed to arrive with was a very lightweight carry-on. How good could that relationship be if we didn't continue to play out old stories? It's about having the strength and courage to do that though, isn't it? Every time about not playing out that same story and not letting it affect this new experience, this new relationship. But you see, this is the effect of a strong personal vibration, Courtney. It makes you braver. Because if an old story does start playing out again, It makes you strong enough to walk away and say, it's okay, I'm a whole person who is deserving and worthy of so much more and I don't need to hang around for this shit. And right there and then, the storyline changes. Plot twist. As much as I'd like to say a strong personal vibration will protect you from heartbreak, it won't. It will, however, be a guiding light for you to check in with and ask, what do I need to do, think and feel in order to return to my most authentic self? I asked the women if they had ever experienced heartbreak. So many times, but, you know, love is love and you you want that, so you fight for it and you go back and it happens again. My main heartbreak was definitely my last major relationship when I thought, that was everything and that was it and I was locked in and this was my life path and to have that blow up in your face and have your whole world flipped upside down was just it was beyond heartbreak it was I look back now and wonder how I even got through that you know there's so much when I think of it so much anxiety that I went through then and just running on nervous energy, just pushing through on a daily basis. But obviously that support of friends and family and just that focus, you know, I found something new to focus on and put my energy into to almost distract yourself enough until your heart was able to heal. I've definitely had my heart broken. I think it's a very human experience to go through that feeling. And I think you can be a four-year-old and have your heart broken, or you could be, you know, an 80-year-old and have your heart broken. It's experienced on all levels of all ages and through all cultures and ethnicities. Yes, I have definitely had my heart broken. And as indescribable as it feels in the moment, I asked the women how they would describe that feeling of your heart breaking. Heartbreak actually felt like a legitimate pain in my chest. I just felt like my whole world was crumbling. This person that I'd cared so much for, that I'd pictured a whole future with, was just suddenly happy with someone else. And I just felt so worthless and like my life almost meant nothing without them. 
that true breaking heart, it just is heavy. It's sinking. For me, it was pain, some anxiety in my chest. It was, it was literally, I was in physical pain. Physically, when your heart breaks, I would describe it as a chubby monkey sitting on your chest. It It is a feeling of not being able to just breathe freely. You know, you want to inhale all the ice creams and you, you want to bury yourself in your blankets and you kind of want to take a pause and lick your wounds. I think what's heartbreaking is that you're not just saying goodbye to the person. You're actually saying goodbye to the potential and the plans that you made together and the hopes and dreams and the potential holidays that you thought you'd take. And I think, you know, you're not just grieving for the loss of a person, you're grieving for what you thought could have been. And I think that is probably the thing that hurts the most is the what coulda, shoulda, woulda. You'll hear both me and the gals use the terms heartbroken and heartbreak throughout this episode because they have connotations that we can all relate to. But it's so important that you separate the term heartbreak from an actual broken heart. Your heart can literally not break. Are we clear? (laughs) Sure, it can feel tender and bruised and feel lack and loss, but it's physically impossible for your heart to shatter. And I think it's vital that this distinction is made. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm not taking you or these beautiful women on a trip down heartbreak lane for the fun of it, but rather to show you the gifts that can actually stem from such harrowing experiences. Taking the time to unpack past heartbreaks actually puts you in a really empowered position to not take old hurt into new relationships and to make better choices moving forward. But more importantly, it allows us not to avoid heartbreak. Stay with me here. Avoiding heartbreak means missing out on so many incredible experiences that come from your ability to show up fully when dating. Heartbreak will not kill you. If anything, it'll make you stronger. I don't regret one heartbreak I've been through, and boy... Let me tell you, I have been through some doozies because they taught me so much about myself, what I will and won't settle for, what my values are, where my boundaries lie, and what I really desire love to feel like. But when you're in it, it feels never ending, like there's no escape. So I asked the women in those moments, what scares them the most about heartbreak? 
I guess it was that I would never come out of it. Do you get through this? Can I survive this? Will I ever love again? I think the emotions of heartbreak is the scariest thing. But I think for most women and, and men too, I think it's starting over that scares you the most. I think for me especially, I don't fall very easily. So I really worried that I wouldn't be able to do it again. I remember feeling like, oh no, I'm never going to find someone who I'll feel like this again. And so I've just like lost this amazing love that I'll never get back. I also felt really unwanted because, oh, someone I've cared so bad has decided to go and care so much for someone else. Having personally experienced several heartbreaks in my life, the kind that renders you unable to think, talk, eat or sleep, I think it's fair to say that even though it felt like my heart would never recover in this lifetime, it eventually did. And what felt like irreparable damage eventually healed. And with a little perspective, self-love and the determination to let go, I am able to say that my heart is completely intact. But in order to get to that point, there's a bit of work that needs to be done. I take you through this process step by step in my new book, Higher Love, which funnily enough has the same name as this podcast, but without you having read the book yet and at the same time not wanting to give away all of its content, I'd say the most beneficial thing you can do when trying to deal with heartbreak is get curious and extract the lessons starting with the wounds you may have endured. Trust is still a huge thing for me. And I think it always will sit with me, but it's one of those things that I'll have to self-monitor and sit back and go, hey, you're seeing this as a trust issue. You're making up this trust issue. Let it go. Mm. Let the story play out. So trust is still big for me and self-confidence and feeling like I'm enough, feeling like I've achieved enough. So many people around the world now have university degrees and they're doing this job and that job. You know, we're not just doing one job. Everyone's achieving lots of different things and especially when you see it on social media. People are achieving things all the time. That's the things they're posting. So you feel like if you're not achieving as well, then you're not keeping up. I really try to work on this all the time and it's a constant struggle, but sometimes I think in my mind I'm always thinking of the worst case scenario. So when I meet a new guy, I'm like, okay, well, this could end really, really badly in this way and this way and that way, but I'm really trying to stop that. I'm trying to stop doing that because I don't want it to become like a self-fulfilling prophecy or where I'm almost um, pushing the relationship into one of those outcomes. So I'm just trying to work on my thoughts about you know, expecting the best and, you know, I've got the coping mechanisms to handle it if it doesn't, but, you know, I should expect the best. In terms of wounds that we carry, I wouldn't call them so much as wounds as I would call them lessons and and learnings for the next one. My friends and I always joke, you know, on to the next X. Um, And I think the learnings that I have is comes back to how do I pick the right person for me and how do I pick the right experience? You see, once you're conscious of wounds, you can be sure that you don't continue to make them part of your love story. 
I asked Courtney and Beck about carrying wounds into new relationships. I feel like I really shut myself off emotionally for a long time and I was almost a player. I was almost playing that flip side of what I didn't want to happen to me. I was almost doing it because I was so hurt that if I did it, then it wouldn't happen to me. So I would go out, I'd hook up with people, it's one night stands, it's maybe you catch up, you know, the next week or whatever, but it was never anything, never emotionally attached, just used for the purpose of pleasure and en- and that little spark of enjoyment and feeling a little bit of love and affection, but nothing too much because that's where you get hurt. And now I need to get out of that cycle. <laughs> yeah, it almost just became a habit, to be honest, that I was going out and, and being so emotionally closed off that I'm also projecting that and therefore I'm meeting with other people who are so emotionally closed off. So it was only ever, you know, one night of passion or randomly seeing each other out again and going for it again and never evolving into anything and, and me now wondering why. Why hasn't it evolved into anything? But it's because how it started was because I was closing myself off emotionally, just wanting to go out and hook up but not and feel like I'm in control of that. I think past heartache has made me super cautious. You know, I think a lot of women can relate to this where we just tend to put on layers and layers and layers and then we add more flags to the things that we're, we're kind of sussing out on. So... I'd say it's 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 given me more red flags. So knowing how much heartbreak hurts and the wounds that you inevitably carry, do the women regret the experience? I don't. I know me <laughs> and I know I had to learn the hard way. I had to learn. I had to live through it because despite people telling me, people alerting me to those red flags or me seeing them and me feeling them, I wasn't going to make that call until I legitimately realised I'd been through it and got to the worst of it and then tapped out. I definitely don't regret the heartbreak despite how much it hurt because it made me just such a stronger, better person. I don't think I could be who I am today and be so proud of who I am today without that happening. Absolutely not. I think they've really helped me to grow as an individual and as a person. Um, and I think they've all been really valuable lessons and learnings for to take into the next ones. The biggest takeaway from all of this is please don't avoid heartbreak. You can't spend your life avoiding it, wrapping yourself up so tightly in cotton wool and popping your heart inside a steel cage so that you don't get hurt. You'll never be able to experience that pure essence of love when it meets another. The answer is to heal the wounds. But how? I think healing from heartbreak is all about rediscovering who you are as an individual and coming back to yourself. Because you've come into this moment where you're with another person. They do become a part of your identity on some shape, form, level. And when that ends, it's all about coming back into your own. And some of my favorite things to do is to do all the things that they hated doing. You know, like 
spend about nine hours baking in the sun because they would get really blistered from being in the sun for nine hours or seeing those movies that you love that they never loved and and coming back into the things that light you up and bring you joy that I think sometimes you kind of park and go, let, let me compromise and think of another person. And probably one of my favorite rituals to do when I'm going through a breakup is uh, to be really selfish and to just come back into the things that I love to do. And I also have really weird rituals where I will sage the house and like get rid of all the sheets and buy new ones and, and bring new light and new energy into the home that is my own unique energy and no one else's. So I healed by spending so much time with friends. I've never appreciated my friends so much. And for the first time ever, I really, really focused on myself. I worked out what I wanted to be when I grew up. I started studying naturopathy. I worked out what made me happy. I got fit. I got healthy and just started to come into my power. For me, it was just time and really putting my energy into other things, me, reading lots of self-help books. I found my passion for bar classes then and that's when I put a lot of energy into that and exercising, you know, gives you those endorphins and makes you feel great and so I just kept doing that and doing that until I was feeling great all the time. So you eventually lift yourself out of it but it does take time and everyone takes a different amount of time to be honest but also pulling myself away from that situation. So literally moving into state, taking myself away from that situation so I didn't have to see that person or be reminded of all those things, that makes it much easier too. I didn't, you know, throw everything into a bonfire and light it up or anything. <laughs> These three women didn't know it at the time, but what they were doing in an effort to heal from heartbreak was to return to a strong personal vibration which is why having an awareness of your personal vibration is so important and why it was one of the first things that we addressed on this podcast. Because yes, although a strong personal vibration won't prevent you from experiencing heartbreak, it will make you braver and it will most certainly help you survive it. In Higher Love the Book, I walk you step by step through my own personal heartbreak and the lessons that we can extract from my most recent heart squish. Here is a taster of my hot heartbreak tips, proudly sponsored by all the boys I've loved before. One, let yourself feel everything that arises for you. Often we try and suppress our feelings and move on. And while I'll never advocate wallowing in emotions that keep you stuck, if you don't give yourself a chance to feel what arises, it will just manifest in your next relationship. Two, be patient. I'm not going to tell you that time heals all wounds, even though it usually does. Or that there are plenty of fish in the sea, even though there are like heaps. I'm not even going to tell you that you're better off without them, even though you probably are, because none of these things feel helpful in the moment. But what I will say is that being patient with yourself is key when it comes to dealing with heartbreak. Three, extract the lessons. We already covered this, but I want to reiterate it. 
think of each breakup as graduating a new level of relationship school. If you learn the lesson the first time, you won't need to repeat a grade. And I've repeated (laughs) so many relationship grades. Four, keep working on your personal vibration. It will make you feel better in the moment guaranteed, but it will also set you up for the next relationship. It's the only thing that got me through my last heartbreak. And that's not to say it didn't hurt, because it did, so bad, but it allowed me to get on with the rest of my life, rather than letting everything crumble around me just because the relationship did. And honestly, I think that is the key to heartbreak. Sure, mourn the relationship, Feel grief and anger and frustration and pain, but allow the other areas of your life to still continue and flourish because with a strong personal vibration, they absolutely can. If you work on your personal vibration before the relationship, during the relationship, and continue to do so when it ends, heartbreak will be that much easier. But when you lose your whole self to a person, When it ends, it's harder to put all the pieces of you back together. If you need a refresher on strengthening your personal vibration, head back to episode two of the podcast. In next week's episode, you'll be writing yourself a new love story, finally. (laughs) A story that's more rewarding and hopefully that will attract the higher love that you deserve. Woohoo! But first, we'll look at Beck's 58-point checklist and why it's time to bin any lists you've written that document the qualities and traits of your ideal partner. You'll then figure out your love values so you know what you will and won't compromise on in relationships. And last but definitely not least, you'll figure out who you want to be in a relationship and most importantly, how you want to feel. As always, I've just scraped the surface of what's available to you in my new book, Higher Love. To grab your copy, click the link in the show notes of this episode or head to jordanalevine.com. If you're loving this podcast, make sure you share it with all of your friends by taking a screenshot on your phone and sharing it to your Instagram stories. You can tag me at jordanalevine and hopefully we can connect. Until next episode, I'm Jordana Levine and you've been listening to higher love. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.